What is up, people? Let the legacy begin. My name is David Harris, and I'd like to welcome you to the first episode of the Real Too Real podcast. Now, I'll be your host, and as your host, since I'll be manning the wheel of this ship, it is my job to help navigate the conversation through the political, social, economic, and cultural issues that we are going to discuss on this show. And believe me, there's going to be some real choppy waters and rough seas ahead because anytime you are having a discussion about these issues, everybody has either a different or their own opinion of it. And part of the reason of this show is to get to that opinion, find out what they understand and what they don't, and see if we can't provide some truth and some clarity to what we all think we know. Now, before we get started, it's only appropriate to give you a little bit of information about what this show is, why we started it, and what the goals and purpose of the show is. Now, we call it Real Too Real because we're going to have conversations with regular people, people that work in industries, people who, are, who don't have fame and what we might consider to be fortune because they are the majority, the vast majority. So these are the people that are in your community, in your neighborhood, your teachers, people who work jobs and take care of families that are not on TV or radio. So these are the voters. These are the people who are impacted by politicians and corporations. So we thought it'd be nice to give them a voice and have a conversation because they are always the target of the other groups because they need their votes and they need them to help this economy run. Remember, we are a 70% consumer-based economy. If you falter, everything can fall apart. So we'll get into that a little deeper a little bit later, but that is the purpose, is to talk to you to find out what you know, what you don't know, what you think is true, and see if we can't verify and validate that as opposed to our own beliefs, or not just what we believe, but what we have researched, what we have looked at, who we have talked to, to find out as best as we can ascertain what the truth is, and bring that to you, to look at both sides of the story, of the arguments, and see if we can't find the real truth. So that is the purpose of the show, and the goal is to raise the level of conversation, critical thinking. And most importantly, what we hope to accomplish in this show is to get our audience to ask themselves some questions. That is the most important thing. Because if we can bring you information that you did not know or had not considered, then we need you to maybe rethink your position and what you thought you knew. Now, that applies for us as well as the host on this show. Now, although I'm riding solo today, I usually will have my business partner, Mr. Anthony Alford, with me and other guests that will co-host the show with me, as well as guests that I know from all over, from, as I said, from students, friends of mine, uh, people that I meet, uh, whatever industry you're in, you can be a doctor, you can be an engineer, you can be a college student, your viewpoint is as valuable as someone else's and we need to get all of those viewpoints so that we can work on solutions within our communities you see it starts local so that is our goal because if you can change 
your mind about something if it is valid. And the main part of what we want to do is to challenge, ask all of us, including ourselves, to challenge what we believe to be true. And until we've looked into it, researched it, and validated it, then are we holding on to something that may not actually be the facts of the situation? And that is probably one of the main, as I said, tenets of this show, to ask yourself some questions, critical thinking, to raise the level of conversation and debate and discussion within our communities. It can be some choppy waters, but believe me, we're not here trying to aggravate people. We're all here trying to learn. Knowledge is power, people. It is not a cliche. Information leads to knowledge. Knowledge leads to wisdom. Once you learn what to do with that information, but first you have to learn how to get it, how to gather that information. And you have to value information. So we'll get into that uh, here in a few minutes because one of the other things that I wanted to tell you about this show is that we are big on definitions, okay? If you cannot define a word or a term, then in our opinion, you cannot use it properly or in context in a discussion, in an argument. So we are very big on definitions. We'll also use metaphors in what we hope to be a colorful fashion. The best way that I can describe how we want to use that is if you are familiar with the old show Sanford and Son, if you know about the two cops, Hoppy and Smitty, they would come into the house and Hoppy would discuss with Fred and Lamont a particular, whatever the reason is that they were there, who they were looking for. But he would speak in technical terms, penal code language, if you will, legalese. Now, Fred and Lamont, not understanding that language, would look to Smitty, the black cop, and he would break it down to them in a verbiage or language, if you will, that they understood. That's how we want to utilize this, but we'll utilize it from both sides because words matter. Expanding your vocabulary matters. Every big word means something smaller that you can understand if you take the time to look it up. And we are really big on pushing our kids and children in this direction. We grew up with a term along with many of you may be familiar with schoolhouse rock. Okay. If not, I encourage you to look it up, especially for your small children. Uh, but we grew up with a term called riff, R-I-F. Riff meant reading is fundamental. We have to get back to that with our children. And we'll get into that in subsequent shows as well. But these are some areas that I just wanted to point out to you so you can have an understanding of what we're doing as a show, where we're going. And you'll just have a better feel, I hope, for the overall purpose of the show. Now. This is going to be a relatively quick segment. Uh, most of our shows will be an hour, maybe a little more. Uh, but this is going to be a rather quick one because it's basically just to tell you about the show, what it's about, and as an introduction. So with that, I'd like to give you just a couple of definitions in regards to topics that we're going to cover, which those topics are going to be wide ranging. As I said, everything through politics, social economic, culture, relationships, uh, uh, the violence within our communities, uh, our mentality, the way we think, behavior. I mean, we're going to hopefully cover the gamut. 
music, entertainment, the whole nine yards. And we all have vastly different opinions on the level of effect that that has on our communities. So, as I said, we want the female point of view as well as the male point of view. And that in and amongst itself can cause some choppy waters, if you will. But we can navigate through it. We may can have a little more smoother sailing on the other side. So that's our hope. So anyway, let me start with a uh, with a couple of quotes. One I've already put out. Knowledge is power. It is not a cliche. If you do not believe this, I encourage you to rethink that position. So knowledge is power, people. What you don't know can and will hurt you on a daily basis. You just might not know it. Now, another quote that I have, the greatest enemy of knowledge is not ignorance. It is the illusion of knowledge. Now, I want you to think about that. The illusion of knowledge, what we think we know. So that's something we'll dive into into subsequent shows as well. What we think we know. I think I've already kind of spoken about that you know, in in research and validating what you know. Now, I'd like to discuss just a little bit about politics. The vast majority of people in politics and the media are hypocrites to the extreme. They want us to choose sides, parties, but both parties do the same thing and operate in the same fashion. Like the media, they want to set up a narrative and feed you information as they shape the story their comments and the conversation specifically to push their narrative in a particular way that they want you to see things. So in essence, in a way, they're trying to preach to the choir. As a shepherd, they're trying to lead you in a particular direction as opposed to just telling you what the situation or the story is, giving you the relevant facts and letting you go from there or debating what the truth is with someone. So. And please be aware that what you are told is carefully crafted statements. This doesn't just come off the hip. So please understand there is an agenda here in order to play upon what you think, how you think, and ultimately how you vote and what you support. So please take this into consideration as you're listening to people on the television, on the radio, and a lot of times what you read. Select where you get your information from carefully or at the very least get your information from multiple sources because the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle in bits and pieces but you have to be able to piece that together that is where critical thinking skills come in and it is my opinion that they are counting on the fact that the vast majority of people in this country and around the world either don't possess those skills or have no desire to work to get them So there's a lot of sheep out there and few good shepherds that have your best interest at heart. So with that, I want to get to a couple of definitions that I think you might find interesting. The first is something that we all need to work on. Self-discipline, the ability you have to control and motivate yourself. One other description that falls under that title is the ability to do what needs to be done. Wow, I love that. The ability to do what needs to be done. Mm. Control and motivate yourself. Stay on track and do what is right. Man, that's tough. 
because we can justify our behavior as right for ourselves. But there's usually a cost for that. We see it every day. Not very many people can claim the self-discipline that they either need or wish that they had. And I am one of those people. Although we've learned a lot and gained a lot of wisdom from others through research, through talking to people, a lot of people older than us that have experienced more than us, and we're no spring chickens, but there's still so much more to learn. And what we're hoping is that we can create that appetite within your mind. Because once it kicks into gear, let me tell you, it becomes an insatiable appetite to learn, to read, to gather information. Everything you hear, everything you see, you start to dissect it, to look into it a little deeper, apply those critical thinking skills. It really becomes a very fun game, if you will, a type of where's Waldo for the truth. There's a lot of layers to peel back on that onion. And as I said, it can become insatiable because you're searching for truth in everything. We're going to keep hope alive on that, that we can get more of us to go down that path. Now, the next one I want to go into is politics. Politics, the science or art of political governance. The use of intrigue and or strategy in obtaining any position of power or control. The science or art of political governance. We like movies, we like TV shows. So when they say the science or art, there is a science to entertainment. Okay, there is a certain science within art. Not the technical so-called science that you are thinking of. But there is a level of science to it of political governance there's definitely it is definitely an art form make no mistake about that but don't think a lot of thought isn't behind what they do how they behave and what they say that's where the science of it comes in at because they know if they say and do certain things a lot of people will buy into it and follow them these are your false shepherds that have agendas of their own and instead of leading you to fields of green will lead you to the proverbial or figuratively speaking slaughterhouse or cliff. Now, the use of intrigue and or strategy. Intrigue, hmm, interesting word. Shadowy, behind the scenes, you know, little, little shady. Strategy, they have a strategy. Do you have a strategy in your life, in your relationships, to move up in your career, to educate yourself? What is your strategy? That might be one of the first questions I'd like our audience to ask themselves. Do you have a strategy? You see, we're not necessarily here to tell you something. We're here to provide and give you information so that you can decide and ask yourself if what we are saying is valid. Now, the last part of that is to the strategy is to obtain any position of power or control. That should be your strategy, too. Not necessarily power over others, but power over your own life, your household. Control. Who are they controlling? Why are they? That is a question that you have to ask yourself. Governments and society are built on control because therein lies the safety of the population. But ask yourself that question. Who are you trying to control? We're supposed to be in a free society. Liberty, freedom. What part of that has to be controlled? That's the question you have to ask yourself. 
And I'm not saying there shouldn't be some controls or regulation. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying, ask yourself, how far is that supposed to go? Now, again, on my first definition, self-discipline is also a part of that. That is your benefit and your gift to the society and community upon which you live. There has to be a balance there. Governments are designed to protect their people. But what level of control do they go to to achieve that versus what level of self-discipline are you supposed to have to make that work? So that's where I was going with that. But it's it's a fascinating description when it comes to politics. I'm not sure many of us look at it that way. So that's why I wanted to share that with you. The next one is education. The process of receiving or giving systematic learning instruction. Again, there is a process to learning, reading, gathering information, gaining knowledge. There is a process. The systematic process is what our educational system delivers. Now, acquiring, lo- acquiring knowledge through learning. That system is the one you need to pay attention to. The systematic part. Who is controlling that system? What are your kids learning? Who controls the books? Who controls the language that are in the textbooks? What is their agenda? I once heard an older brother say, the first one to a child's mind is the winner. And in context, he meant if the first one to your child's mind is illegalities, is a destructive household, if all they see is negativity, then it's a good chance that's going to win. And that's going to be the path that that child chooses. If education, if reading, if love is shown that child, happiness, being outside, seeing different things, being exposed to and stimulated by positive things, then it's a high possibility that that's the direction or path that child will choose. Now, nothing is 100% guaranteed. We know that. But the odds are significantly higher depending on what direction or what exposure that child has. So education plays a vital role in that. And I'm not talking about just the education that they get at school, the education they get at home in their neighborhoods, what we as parents expose them to show them what they see, trips, family vacations. So that's a topic that we'll get into a lot because I want to speak with a lot of teachers and educators on both sides because our education system is screwed up and it's a fight that we will have to have. And that fight is on a dividing line, a political ideological dividing line. And we need to recognize that from the top down. And right now it's heavily weighted to one side. And no matter what your political leanings, we need to ask ourselves if that's how we want it to be in our schools and what our children are taught and what type of control back to the politics, power and control the government has on what our children are being taught. Now, the last one that I'm going to go over here is economics. I think you'll find this fascinating. Economics, the branch of knowledge concerned with the production, consumption, and transfer of wealth. I want to read that one more time. The branch of knowledge concerned with the production, consumption, and transfer of wealth. Now, let's break that down. As as this is going to be the last one, let's break that down. The branch of knowledge. So, this is the entity you think of economics, professors, financial, all of these people in the financial world and sector. This is the branch of knowledge concerned with, again, the what? The production, the producers, who is making something. 
especially as that of people in the black community. Who do you know that is producing a product? No matter what it is, I don't care if you're cutting down trees, if you're making cups, t-shirts, and, and I'm not talking about just buying a shirt and printing it. I'm talking about literally making the shirt, textiles, underwear, cups, glasses, lights, electronics. Who is making something? They are the producers. There are two types of people in this world, producers and consumers. Now, consumption plays right in, right? Consumption. They are concerned with the consumption. As I said earlier, we are about a 70% consumer-based economy. You better believe they're concerned about consumption. Because if you're not consuming, then those businesses and producers are not making money if you are not consuming their product. It's a symbiotic relationship. Although, who's the most important half of that relationship? That's a question we'll dive into later. Now, the final part of that, the transfer of wealth. You transfer your wealth every time you spend one penny. Every time you buy a stick of gum, you put gas in your car, you go buy some clothes, you walk out of there feeling good, you're looking sharp. Yes, you are. Well, guess what? Whoever you just purchased that from, they're looking a little sharper because their bank account and revenues just went up thanks to you. Yours just went down. You transferred some of your wealth. You transfer it every time you pay rent, pay a bill. Now, again, you're paying for services or shelter, but who provided that? Who built it? Who produced it? They are getting your wealth. Again, every time you pay rent, every time you pay a utility, you are transferring your wealth to the producer of that service. So I bring that up to you so that the next time you hear the term economics or someone wants to have a discussion about it and you see people's eyes glaze over or your own and you think, I don't know anything about this. I don't care about this. I need you to understand everything around you involves economics from the car you drive, the clothes on your back, everything in your household. When you step outside, the concrete that you walk on, every building that you see, the grass that you walk on, everything, your cup, your glasses, your watch, no matter what it involves economics somebody produced it and somebody paid for it so it involves economics and you pay for it in your taxes when you purchase something anything you make someone else money and you lose money now what is the big political one of the big political fights of today economic equality right which we're going to discuss that word equality in a later show because we throw it around so much but think we might need to delve into that a little deeper but as of the moment when it comes to economic equality they are talking about money we all want more money but yet what do we do with the money that we have are your your, your taxes 401k a budget and i'm going to have a cpa on on one of my next shows my cpa to discuss taxes especially from an entrepreneurial perspective which we hope to encourage more people to go down that path but all of this affects your personal economics, but you need to focus on it in order to improve your economic situation. So in that, with these four definitions and topics that we will be getting into, I'd like to share with you a quote from W.E.B. Du Bois in reference to his talented 10th comment, 
which just to summarize quickly, there's a talented 10th within the black community. And he's saying that it is their responsibility to look out for and lead the less talented 90%. And just to read to you just a little of one of the things that he said, the black race, like all races, is going to be saved by its exceptional men and women, I might add, not being PC, not being politically correct or anything else, because we're definitely going to go deeper into the relationships between men and women. Mothers, whether single or otherwise, play a vital role, but that role needs to be looked at. And we will do that. You want to talk about rough seas ahead. Wait till we dive off into this with other women, with women on this show. That's going to be a fun ride. And I certainly hope you'll join us on that. But just to finish this up, the problem of education then among blacks must first of all deal with the talented 10th. It is the problem of developing the best of them that they may guide the masses away from the contamination and death of the worst in their own and other races, that they might guide the masses because they have a responsibility to more than just themselves. We should have a sense of responsibility to more than just ourselves. That more than anything is the basis of this show. Our foundation is built upon truth, knowledge, and wisdom. That is the mix. Upon that foundation stands four pillars, and those pillars are as follows. Respect, appreciation, accountability, and honor. Let me repeat that. Respect, appreciation, accountability, and honor. All that this show is, everything on this show, from our small business, our nonprofit that we're starting, anything we do within the community, working with kids, everything is built upon that foundation and those principles. We think that's a pretty good base to start building upon. Now, we know we can't save the world, but we can definitely make a change in it. And that's where we need your help as our audience. If you believe in what we are trying to do, and you know pretty much as we all do, a change is necessary, then we ask you to join us in this fight. This is not an individual or a me thing. It's a we thing. That's what this show is all about. Consider it like a spider's web. We just wish to be at the center, reaching out and connecting to all the other groups and organizations that are trying to do something positive in the community, pushing a positive message, positive people, in hopes that we can unite on a common goal. To do better, be better, to rise up and work for the betterment of all within your community, to give back and show that respect, appreciation, have that accountability and the honor that we spoke of earlier, especially to those who came before us and fought for the rights that we enjoy today. And it was them, not us, them who were truly, truly oppressed in ways that we have not and do not experience today. We owe it to them to set a better example and lead the way for those coming behind us. This is the mission, and I want all who are listening to this show to understand that. So with that, I appreciate you all taking the time to listen. And hey, I know this wasn't a seamless production, 
But we're not professional broadcasters. We're just regular people, just like you. We're just trying to do something extraordinary for our community, for the country, for the world. I know that might sound like hyperbole, but everything starts small, local. We're trying to change minds, ways of thinking that can spread. And it's for the better. But we can't achieve that without your help. The beauty of that, however, is that it will benefit all of us. It's community-wide. As I said, it's a we thing, not a me thing. That's why we want to get some of you on the show. Let's chop it up, have a conversation, debate some issues. We call the show Real to Real for a reason. We will keep it real with you. And we expect and hope that anyone that comes on this show will do the same with us. That's the only way this is going to work. Real talk is necessary and the tool we intend to use to break the mental chains that have too many of us locked into a mindset that values destruction and selfishness instead of building and helping others. This is the legacy we are trying to leave behind by rebuilding our communities and our family structure in order to get back to who we really are as a people. And that also is a discussion for a later show. Now, you can find the show at real real at podbean.com or on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. You can also reach us by email at nextlev2 at gmail.com. That's N-E-X-T-L-E-V, the number two at gmail. And our website is the same. Everything is the same except it's nextlev2.com instead of at gmail. So please check us out, like the show, leave a comment. By all means, subscribe to the show so that we can keep you updated on what we have coming up. It's also a great way for you to participate in the show because I will definitely incorporate your thoughts and comments in our discussions. This show is for the people and you are the people. We can't achieve much without your input. Please join us next week as I'll have a good friend of mine joining the show to discuss his book, No Reflection. Are you who you thought you were? The title alone should intrigue you at least a little. And trust me on this. There's a really good chance you'll find something about yourself in one of those chapters. I did. And as I said earlier on one of the subsequent shows, I'll have my CPA on to discuss taxes. Primarily, as I said, business taxes. But I think you'll get a lot out of it. And as I also said, we're trying to encourage more entrepreneurial minds in which that show could be extremely valuable as you set up your business or look at your current tax structure in your business. Then we dive into the belly of the beast relations between males and females today. From a woman's perspective, how do they perceive us as men today? How do we perceive each other's roles and responsibilities within today's culture and the PC climate that exists at this time. I don't think you'll want to miss this one. I'm pretty sure we all have a thought or two on this subject because it involves us. And trust me, the ladies that will be joining me will have no problem keeping it real. So it should be entertaining and educational as hell. Definitely you'll have something to think about 
walking away from that show. So again, thank you for joining me. I hope you'll give the show a listen and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Peace out.